Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name is Carl McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host this evening as we preview the Real Betis game. That is the only time I'm going to say Betis because to commoners like me, it's Real fucking Betis. And you can deal with it if you think otherwise. Here to hopefully, you know, hopefully put a positive spin on um, the first game back in the Europa League campaign. First of all, Shona, how are you? Yes, I'm very well, Colin. Had a really, really good day yesterday. So, uh, yeah, let's roll on for uh, tomorrow night. And hopefully that will just top off the week, isn't it? So it's been an eventful week. And, uh, yeah, it's good to see that we're obviously no longer the worst team in uh, the Champions League. So uh, we'll move on to Europe and we'll uh, get to the Europa League final instead. Sounds good, sounds good. If we go to Dublin, we'll follow on, as the song says. Um, joining us live from outside Ibrox as he's trying to contain John Lundstrom from getting on the pitch tomorrow, it's David Thomason. How are you? Yeah, fine. That, that's exactly what I'm doing here, Colin. That's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. After after Raskin get, get injured today, I'm absolutely crapping it, so I thought I'm going to go to Ibrox and put up a protest tonight. It won't be Jack and uh, Lundstrom in the, the def- in the midfield. Please, please. And completing the lineup, last by no means least, it's Andrew. How are you this evening, mate? Yeah, fine. Aye. It's, it's, uh, I think Europa League's more my kind of thing. I mean, all you guys get, and, and, and gals um, get, got the good times with Rangers in Europe. I mean, I, I, I think one of my earliest memories for Rangers in Europe is the Uranea Uzacheni um, result, um, and then maybe Balza Spores getting thumped by Malmo's, um, and then I just got Europa League. So, this is more my, my bread and butter, shall we say. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, is it going to be Revenge or Repeat in, in Seville? We'll see. 
<laughs> I know you can see the Rangers does for the nineties uh, just hammering the keyboard saying you've no done your time to justify seeing Rangers in Europe. You've no went through the heartache. Um but just hoping you avoid that for a wee bit more. Um, <laughs> Shona, into the news before we preview the game, then the press conference was today, and the big news, as we've alluded to already, is that Nico Raskin will not make the game tomorrow. Um, there's no really smart way to say this, other than it's just an absolute fucking ball ache the new, and it seems to be that... You know, anything that can go wrong in the injury front is going wrong for Rangers. Yeah, it just seems that way at the moment, doesn't it, with the injuries that we seem to be picking up. Like we had Danilo at the weekend, we've been crying out for Danilo to come in. He comes in, he scores a really good goal, and then all of a sudden he's out now for the next six weeks as well. So, look, it's a big blow that obviously we don't have Rask in the middle of the park tomorrow. I thought, um, apart from the PSG, was it the, the second half of the game? I thought um, he was really, really good in that second half. Um, but look, I don't think Raskin's actually been on his game at the moment the last couple of games. So look, I think um, it'll be an opportunity for somebody else to come in. I think it'll be Sifuentes. It'll come in and it'll be uh, Jack and Lindstrom and Sifuentes in midfield for tomorrow night. I don't know any of the guys in the comments agree with that. But yeah, I think uh, Raskin has, has been a bit of a blow for him. Um, I think um, this is what he wants. He wants to be this, this stage the European Europe, Europa League. So uh, yeah, like it's a it's a bit of a blow. But look, we've got Sifuentes there. So um, I expect him to come in and uh, we shall see what happens tomorrow because I think tomorrow's going to be quite a tough game. I think like, looking at the stats from uh, Real Betis, I think um, once we get into it, um, they're going to be a team that likes to obviously press a lot. So we're going to have to be right on our game tomorrow, especially doing that right-hand side because that's where they like to attack. So, yeah, um, yeah, for me, it's a bit of a blow not having Raskin in the middle of the park. But look, I think uh, Sifuentes will come in instead. Before we go into the... The do's and don'ts for the morning. David, let's just talk about Nico Rasson a, a wee bit. Um, how, how big a blow is it going to be? Um, and I do I do realise how silly that will sound, given the hype we've given him in January, but he has been a bit hot and cold this season. I thought he had a really decent game on Saturday, incidentally, probably my man of the match, but he has, I mean, he was posted missing against Celtic, let's be honest, and there's been an arc of games he's quiet. Um, how, how have you seen his start to the season in general? It's probably not somebody who's spent any great deal of time on. Well, I don't think anybody in the midfield has been playing that great this season. So I think it must be difficult to, to play in a sort of a midfield that's not running, that it's not playing well. And I think he's a he's a victim of that. I, I, I don't think it's all to do with him. He's been put in a position that um, I don't think he knows. I don't think any of the players know where where they where they've been playing. Hopefully, Bill sorts it out now. We did play better on uh, Saturday, but I mean we've got to admit we were playing the bottom of the league, and they weren't a great team. They didn't attack us very often, so it was was difficult to play better. But I think we need to come out and we need to play better than we did against St. Johnson as well. Because, I mean, let's face it, we weren't great. And St. Johnson even troubled us for for about 10 minutes at the beginning of the second half. But I, I just think it's, the whole midfield's been so disheveled that um, nobody knows. Sif Juventus, he looked like an amateur player uh, against PSV. Uh, it looked as if he had never played football in his life before. 
And it's very, very difficult for, for any any player to, to, to play in that such a disabled midfield. And I, I, I don't think I think once Raskin gets into a fixed midfield where they know I think Tom Lawrence will make such a big difference to that midfield. And yeah, we'll go on to talk about that later probably. But um I just I just I, I think Raskin's just suffering from from the, the general lack of, of quality in, in our midfield. A good old cliche, you're only as good as the players are in about you. Um, I, I get that. I probably, I've made the point before that it's hard to thrive um, and in a team that's not playing well. A lot of people say they have the opinion where if the full team isn't doing well, it's easy to shine, but I don't think so. I think um, you kind of play well as a team or you don't as a team. Um, Andrew, just before that, I come to you. A massive thank you to Akami, who's been gifting some subscription in the comments. Um, obviously, the subscription service, we get a wee shout-out every podcast. But if you want extra content, you can subscribe for a pound a month on Acast, Spotify, uh, Apple, or YouTube. And Akami has been really, really generous there. He's always, at the end of the support supporter, I'm just always shocked that people listen there, let alone subscribe to hear more. But Andrew, um, on a the kind of wider point about the the midfield, we'll start the preview there. Do you disagree with Shona on the midfield options? Kieran Dowell isn't he isn't he available? He's not on the squad. Are we just limited to Jack Lundstrom and Seth Wentes? I mean. The- one thing I, I know it can be all doom and gloom, you know, is Raskin, but what it does give you is it gives those players, you know, it gives them that chance to grab it by the neck or this opportunity and, and go and, you know, make a name for himself in this game. It's a big game. I mean, Betis are probably, I'm trying to remember who else in our group now, but I think they're probably the better, one of the best that we're going to come up against, especially, especially at Ibrox, where we're probably going to need to try and get points minimum. Um, I, th- I think uh, I think it's a great opportunity for whoever's going to come in. Um, I thought maybe Sifuentes would come in, but I don't know. Maybe if you stick with Wonstrom and Jack, you get the you know you know what you're getting with those two. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, it's I'm sorry, David. I, I I I'm still firmly <laughs> behind Lundstrom. That might be in the caravan that he's towing, but you know I don't know. Um, no, you're perfectly right. You know what you're getting. Ah, you do know what you're getting for better or for worse. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I think I'm, I'm tend to more look at it the positive side of whoever's going to come in has a good chance to, you know, and stake a claim. Maybe if it's Jack who hasn't had a lot of, um, he's kind of been everyone kind of thought. Mm, I don't know if we, were, you know, there's a whole talk about re- renew him or let him go. Or is he going to be too much of an injury? Is he going to be too injury prone? Is it worth keeping him if he's going to be injury prone? I think he's got a chance to go and prove that it was wrong. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think um, obviously. Nico, our star, our star boy, is going to be out for a bit, so uh, it could it could go horribly wrong. But I'm going to try and not think about that. I've had a beacon of positivity, but just just to come in on the the midfield and Davy, I know you might want to turn off at this point, but I don't think having Lundstrom and Jack in the same team in Europe is the worst idea in a game like Real Betis, and I know. I know the Rangers old guard will be saying we should fancy ourselves at home regardless who we're playing. I don't think it quite works like that. I think we are, we're not going to 
we're not going to give up a lot of the ball, but I think we need to concede that Real, Real Betis are going to take take the game to Rangers. Both teams will fancy themselves tomorrow. I think Rangers have played at their best when there's some space to play into and maybe even hitting the break. I think having two two anchors, if you like, two holding midfielders, Jack and Lundstrom, to try and shore up the defence and the, cover the full-backs should they get forward. And Sean, I'll come to you here. Um, I, I think the holding midfielders will be massive tomorrow. Um, the my only issue is Sifuentes probably hasn't been the most dynamic, so we do have that, that lack of a creative spark. So we are going to really look to use the fullbacks. On our right-hand side, you mentioned earlier um, that Real Betis are going to be quite dangerous. Jane, they're going to try and nullify James Tavernier, or how, how do you see that playing out? Yeah, I was looking at their stats the other day, and 43% of their attacks come down the right, um, obviously, our right-hand side, so look, that's going to be massive, with only, 20, with only 36% coming down the, the, the right-hand side, so for me, I think Borna, eh, sorry, I think Tavernier and I think probably Lundstrom will probably cover that kind of side of the pitch and I expect Jack to cover over the side of Borna Barisic will hopefully Sifuente is kind of playing that kind of that kind of holding, well, not really holding midfielder, but that guy that gives you that option in the middle of the park. I think that's how we're going to go tomorrow because I think Betis are going to have a lot of the ball tomorrow. I think it's going to be a case of how we do on the press. I think we can't really give them that much time to settle because I think when they do settle, that's when they get into their rhythm. Look, we've got really, really good players. We can talk about that uh, Iosi Perez that used to play for Newcastle. You've got the likes of um, Isco in there as well. I think they've lost Fakir to a really, really serious injury, but there's no doubt that they've obviously got a, a lot of quality going up front. For me, their biggest issue is in defence. I wrote down that they've had 10 yellow cards already this season, and they've already conceded nine goals in two games. Now, I get that, obviously, that's against what five of those goals were against Barcelona. I understand that. But look, these guys are no mugs. They beat, they beat um, Roma last year in the, in the Europa League as well. So, and that was away from home. So, they obviously do have a wee bit about them. So, it's going to be a game tomorrow. Whereas, I think whoever wins this game is going to go and top the group. That's just my opinion. I think if we do go and win this game, I think we've got a really, really good chance of topping this group because I think the other games will take care of themselves. I think we're good enough to beat the likes of Limassol and uh, Sparta Prague. Um, so, look, I think um, we've only got, I think, Real Betis is also our last game, so that can kind of take care of itself. So I'm expecting us, obviously, to win tomorrow, get the three points on the board and then put the pressure on Real Betis with the other teams. Do you know what I mean? Because I think... Um, we don't play Real Betis at the, the last game. I think it's about the 13th to the 14th of December sort of thing. So look, they're, they're very vulnerable in defence. I think uh, they sold their, their main defender, Felipe, to Saudi Arabia in the last uh, day of the transfer window as well. So look, they are very vulnerable at the back, and that's obviously where we're going to have to go. Um, I think we're going to have to really hit them on the counter-attack at times. I think we're going to have to try and nullify their, their attack in their midfield because that's where their strongest point of the pitch is. So I expect... Uh, Lundstrom and uh, sorry, Lundstrom and Jack to kind of sit there and hold in midfield, covering your left and your right hand side. But Sifuente is playing kind of more in the middle of the park to give you that option. So when we do get a hold of the ball in the midfield, we've got at least three guys running, uh, obviously running into attack. So we've got options there. So I'm expecting uh, those three to start, and I do not expect Lawrence to start tomorrow night. So I wonder what a lot of people think in the comments with that. But look, um. Like, as of for tomorrow, I think um, look, it's going to be a tough, tough game. There's no doubt about it. These guys are no mugs. 
But uh, look, I still think we can win this game with that with their defence. So look, let's try and be positive and uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, we are better than no mugs. David, I'll I'll come to you for the. As Shona alluded to there, she doesn't think Don Wands will start. I think there's a big, big conversation around the front three. Um, I had, uh, it's just typical that Danilo has been in, uh, got injured on Saturday. Um, after after looking very fresh and finally taking his chance after getting that, um, only really leaves us with Dessers up front or Kemal Roof. Um, but it's not just who leads the line, it's the two who play in behind them. Um, for me, KMR Roof and Tom Lawrence are definitely in the in the side, but I don't know if they're the two behind a serial Dessers or if it's Tom Lawrence and maybe a Rabi Matondo or an Abdelassima in behind a KMR Roof. How do you see the front three lining up? Well, if I can just go back and answer Shona for, for a minute. Um, Real Betis, the midfield is known to be have a lot of movement, and the big thing to do if a, if, if a team's got a lot of movement is put John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack there, because they can't move. That's a big problem. They're just going to be sitting waiting in defence, especially Lundstrom. He'll end up as a four centre half, and I just don't see. I just don't see that the way to go. But if we don't have a danger, we don't, we tried it against Celtic. We, we tried this defensive mode in the midfield, and it it, it didn't work there. It, it, we need to we need to we need to have more attacking influence, and that's not the way to go. Sorry, so, Jack, David, I just so just taking back in that, then um, I think you can only <laughs> the famous saying you can only push with the cock you've got. There's nobody else we can play in midfield, um, and I totally get your point about we the tactics against Celtic were so wrong, but. It wasn't just the how we set up in the middle of the park. It's how we set up in the front line, how we set up defensively. Your attack has to come from somewhere. It doesn't always need to come from the midfield. If we are going to try and have a bit of stability in midfield, we need to free up somewhere else. So I think we need to concede that Jack and Lundstrom have got to play, but the, the onus has to be on how they free up other areas of the pitch. I think one of the two have got to play, but I don't think both have to play. I, I think that's going to be so negative. And as I said before we came on air, Lawrence is a is a, a professional football player. He's been he's been given his fit. It's six uh, five days since we played on Saturday. If a professional football player can't rest in five days, then I'll never know. The guy is the doctor has has committed him as fit. So even if he starts and can play an hour, that's the way they should go. They shouldn't. I think it's actually ridiculous that you, you, you're, you're keeping a player out because he had an injury three, three, four months ago. So, a couple of points there, but I'll come back to the first one. Who do we play in the middle of the park then if it's not Jack and one? Some of you saying Tom Lawrence in the middle of the park? Is that who I would, you're going I would, I would, I would, I've, I've got it, uh, unfortunately, at the bottom of the page, uh, I put it down, but... I think you you need the, the the fast players in there. You need I would I would have Tom Lawrence because he, he's the only one with a bit of um, a bit a bit of thought, a bit of uh, intelligence in in football, and that's that's the way that's the way I would go. I, I think you've got you could have Sima on the on the the right hand side, 
playing right wing. Then you could have um, Sifu. You could, you could have in there Tom Lawrence and play Matondo across the park. Then you've got speed. And you're, 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 you're I mean, these players, Matondo is quite good at marking back. Seema uh, uh, is quite good at marking back. And, and as I say, they, they, they're giving you speed. Then I think the problem is then, do you go for Dessers or Roof? Now, I know the fans went crazy, including myself, by the way, when they took Roof off and uh, Des yeah, Roof off instead of Dessers. But I read the, stat the stats for the week and uh, Roof actually hardly touched the ball. He only touched the ball about 18 times. But the fact is, in, in my view, Roof, is he scored two goals, even although they weren't given. But he was in the place to score them. And I think Roof, he is the best scorer. So my, I would go for Roof instead of Dessers. But I, we definitely, definitely need speed in, mid, in midfield because their their midfield is going to be far faster than Jack and Lundstrom. I'm sorry, but they've seen their best days. They should be they should have been sold in the summer. So I'll let you get back to writing your love letter to John Lundstrom because I know it's about 16 pages long and you want to get it out before the weekend. Andy, like, final word in the midfield. I don't, I, I don't think Tom Long should be in, in, the, in the middle of the park. I, I think we're, we're, too, we're too quick to play players out of their best position just because we don't want to make the best of the options we've got. And sometimes we just need to make the best of the options we've got. Right. Um, I look back to the the good old days of your fucking and how often did Mo Edu get slaughtered uh, in a Walter Smith team, but he was just, he was there to play that position and allow Steve Davis and maybe Stephen A. Smith to play. Um, there was maybe better players than Morris Edu, but he was in that position. I think Tom Lawrence is a better footballer than Ryan Jack, John Lundstrom and Jose Cifuentes so far, but he's not the best option for me in the middle of the park. Am I being too negative or do you think that, are you are you in line with David that we maybe add Lawrence in there for a bit of creativity? Um, I think Tom Lawrence has just continued on where he left off since he came back from the injury. I think some of his stats before he got injured were quite absurd. He had lots of goal involvements in so little games. Um, I do think he should be in the team, but I just I'm stuck in that conundrum of whether you put him in the team. Um, I know kind of previously, kind of Derby was in the left wing, but I mean my man's in the left wing, so I I wouldn't be dropping Matondo, especially when he's been. They, they talked about him as a confidence player, and his confidence I don't think it can get much higher. So for me, this is a time you need to deploy him. Um, whether or not you can see Lawrence maybe in behind a striker, um, is like a, a in the kind of the three that the two two holding and one attacking mid, um, behind you know your front three, um, and maybe it's a kind of better because he worked quite well with with Roof through the middle, and um, whether or not that would work if he then had Dessers in the middle, um, you wait and see, um, see how how Dessers, for me Dessers has to start, um. That's, I'm sure we'll come on to kind of the, our strikers in the front three. I know we were kind of getting in there before the Lundstrom rant uh, derailed that that train of thought. Um, I suppose I'd, I would be saying, based on my previous point of this is an opportunity that I want players to snatch. You know, they, they, 
and make a name for himself, I think that screams out Jose Cifuentes because he needs a big game to kind of kickstart his Rangers career. Maybe PSV came too soon. He maybe was, wasn't ready for that. Um, I don't think he's going to have a better chance to make up for it than this game. Um, having said that, I do see Bill going with Jacko and, and, and Lenny in, that, in the mid, just the, there's two defensive mids to, because he knows what he is getting. I don't think he'll be too far off what he knows, um, especially given the fact that you could say he did gamble in place of Wenders and it didn't work. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think Sifuentes needs this game, but whether or not he'll be given it is something altogether different. Just, I, I want to get yours, your thoughts on the front three as well before I come back to Shona. Does Matondo get the start tomorrow? For me, yes. I think I, I, I can't remember where it was, but it was from the Rangers fan media talking about um, some punditry from Belgium when when Matondo was on loan there, and, and he he said when he is that co- in that confident mode and he is his confidence is sky high. That's when you're getting close to that price tag, you know, living up to the price tag of the money that was spent on him in his younger career. Um, and I don't think we've seen Mario Matondo this on form and this confident. Um, I think this is exactly where I wanted them to be. I think it, it worked so well with Tom Lawrence at the weekend. Don't know if that's the, the Welsh connection there, um, but I, I think he took his finish really well. Um, similar goal to the PSV goal. Um, I think he needs to start. The confidence he has right now is unbelievable. It's, it's similar to, and I know we don't like talking about him since he's moved on and found his way to a bench in Turkey somewhere, uh, Ryan Kent, I think, uh, Kent was always there for the pace and a wee bit of trickery. I mean, even his, his run against PSV that hit the post uh, was just something that was made out of nothing. Um, just give me the ball and it just kind of just drove at them and they carved out a chance out of nothing. I think in a game like Betis, that could be something that we could be we could need. Oh, can I just come in there and answer? Sorry, I've seen a lot of people saying that defence. I don't want John Lawrence as a defensive midfielder. I want John Lawrence. John Lawrence. Sorry. John Lawrence. That would be some player. Sorry. Tom Lawrence and Winston. I, I want to see Tom Lawrence as an attacking midfielder. I would have the, maybe in the the bit of the, the, the Lammers role. But the, the fact is, when Tom Lawrence came inside against St. Johnson, the whole team changed. His game changed. He was absolutely, the first half he was, wasn't great. And the second half, he just ran the game. Gave Matondo his goal. Good pass from Raskin as well, I'll admit. But he gave Matondo his goal. And that's where I want to see Tom Warns playing. I don't want to see him stuck out in the wing, I'm sorry. I think he's far too good to stick out in the wing. And that that's just my opinion on it. It's, I don't certainly don't want him playing as a defensive midfielder. Shona, we've kind of covered... Tom Wong, I know you you maybe have a difference in opinion that you'll maybe start tomorrow. Um the conversation so far being like whether we play him in midfield or further forward. So going on with Davy saying the three of us agree that we'd have him in that forward line. A question to you is are we assuming that it's going to be a midfield three or do you think it'll be more similar to the lineup we've seen on Saturday? Do you think it'll be the, the almost like 4 2 3 1, if you like? And if it is that, 
how does that change how who we start with? Um, does Ravi Matondo, for example, get in for you if Tom Wallace isn't playing? Well, for me tomorrow, I think uh, Real Betis will have a lot of the ball. And I think what's going to be key for us is actually what we do going in the attack. And I think that's going to be key when we have some pace in the team. So for me, I think you've got to have Matondo in there for your pace. I think the only reason why Tom Lawrence did well in the second half at the weekend there was, don't get me wrong, I loved his assist. I do love Tom Lawrence, but I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I just don't think this is the type of game at the moment for him to come into to start. What I do think, I think when there's gaps opening up and there's space in the middle of the park, I think that's the ideal time to bring on Tom Lawrence. I just don't think in this game where Real Betis are going to have quite a lot of possession of the ball, where we're going to have to use our pace up front and attack. So uh, for me, that's the reason, only reason why I would have Tom Lawrence coming on when there's a bit more space in the middle of the park. I totally get that because I think that's what happened at the weekend. Once he got that space in the middle of the park, he was able to open up. Their, uh, the 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 uh, St John's St Johnston game wasn't it? Uh, their defence. So uh, look at the end of the day, look, I've I'm all for uh, Tom Lawrence. If if Michael Beale can able to fit him into that team, then great. It's just not how I think Beale's going to line up tomorrow. I do think we'll go with two holding midfielders and a guy like Sifuentes in the middle of the park that can that can obviously pick up the balls, those kind of second balls, even if they come out. Because I was looking at their um their goals. They score quite a lot of goals from open play, not from set pieces. So that's also going to be key for us as well. So like for me, I think uh, what will happen is I think we'll go with Matondo out and it'll be a toss-up between, I think Dessers will definitely come in as well. I think Dessers will be used to terrorise that. I know everybody's saying that Dessers has not been playing well, but his physicality up front, I think, for their defence, because that's obviously their weak point, I think he's going to be key. And I think Ruth has got to start as well. So I think he's going to go with both. And I think what you'll find is, I think Ruth and Matondo will probably switch between both wings at times. Like I know that Matondo's obviously out on the left-hand side, but I can see them two rotating, depending on where they are at the pitch at the time. So, and then you'll have Dessers to kind of hold the ball up for me. So that's why I don't think Tom Lawrence is going to be coming in to start the game tomorrow. I do see him coming off the bench. I just think that it's going to be a case of to do with pace. So for me, the toss-up is between Desert's roof, because obviously Matondo definitely starts. And Seema, does Seema come in to start? I think um, you'll see Tom Lawrence and Seema coming off the bench and you'll have uh, Seema's pace kind of utilise that. And then and hopefully um, when we get into maybe the 60, 70 minute, you'll start seeing spaces opening up and that'll be ideal for Tom Lawrence to come in when there's that, that space in the middle of the park to attack at. And hopefully we can get at Real Betis. Because look, I do think we can win this game. I think there's no doubt about it. They do have quality going up front. But if we can nullify their, their attack and do what we can do when we go up front, we just need to be more clinical. We've got to be more clinical. That that's the bit that's the key for us. I think as well at set pieces, if they're not very good at the back, I think that's also going to be key. So I think you'll find that Tavernier, Bornavarisic, likes that these guys are going to have to have a massive, massive game tomorrow night. But if we can get those three points on the board, like I said, I think we'll go on to win this group because I do think that the last game will take care of itself. Hopefully by that time we probably might not even need a win or a draw by that time. So uh, look, no, I um, I I, I kind of disagree with Davy about Tom Lawrence having to start, but I think we can try and see where I'm coming from. Davy is, is my point around it as to why I think we'll definitely go with pace because uh, I think uh, that'll be the type of game that we'll do. We'll try and get the hit them on the counter attack. I think for me the and again, I think someday somebody put a comment um, about one. Somebody commented about one of my my points and said, "No wonder you're feeling." And I am a fairly positive, glass half full kind of guy. But uh, looking at the positives, we do have different options. And just what you were saying there, Shona, that 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The, the point about Matondo or Sima, I think it'll be one or the other. I hope it's Matondo because he's... Um... He's confidence sky high than now, and I love Andy getting something right every now and then as well about uh, back to the Rangers player. But I think we'll start with we winning them uh, because we, I think it's fair to say that their pace probably what they what they have in pace they maybe lack in composure. So I think it'll be one pacey number ten, somebody who can maybe control the ball a wee bit better. Whether that's Ruth Lawrence or Sam Lammers, um we can only start. The uh, we can only start 11 players, we've got a lot of attackers on the bench as well. So, even if we do start with if it's Ruth, Dessers, and Matondo on the bench, we have Lawrence, we have Lammers, we have Seema, we've got we've got options that can come on and change again. We can inject pace, we can inject different tactics. It's depending how the game's going. And our best run in Europe in recent years came when we were able to make subs which change games, make no just like for like, make tactical changes because it is a different technical level than we need to play at. Davy, I'm going to come to you for the next big big decision point then um, that Michael Beale has got. And it's we're going back to the defence. So it goes without saying, James Tavernier and Bonabas are going to be the full-backs. Jack Butland with his big safe arms and goals. Connor Golson, 99% he's going to start most games. We've seen Ben Davis come in at the weekend, and I know we weren't as... We were probably a bit critical of him at the weekend, having reflecting back, I don't think we... I don't think he'd done too much wrong apart from the one chance he, he maybe gave where Jack Button saved him, but we were left by a clean, clean sheet. Right now, I don't have too much of a preference over Ben Davis or John Suter in isolation, but I think given Ben Davis is left footed, left sided, he's got a good relationship with Goldson. I'm inclined to go with him tomorrow. Where do you think that'll go? I, I, I think they'll go with Davies. I, I think. Sounders made too many mistakes the last wee while, and especially in Europe. Uh, I don't think they're not a big team, so they're not going to be big uh, throwing in long crosses that Souter can get up and head them away. We're going to, I think, the 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 pace of Davies and the the, the it's not going to be a, a really hard physical game that I think would suit Souter more. I think it will be a more a game of of movement and. Uh, Obviously, they'll 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 be attacking in numbers, and I think Davies is more 
uh, is, is better for that role. And I, I don't Has Davies made that, that many mistakes really since he came? I know he had a big blunder against Celtic, but I, I don't think he's made that many mistakes really. fucking hounded over the summer. Honestly, it's like Ben Davis wasn't the biggest issue at Rangers last year, but you know, we like a scapegoat, don't we? Yeah, that's 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 true. But I, I don't I think Suter's just made too too many mistakes recently and especially his PSV and uh yeah, I I just don't think he's the one to move in in such a game that's gonna be all about movement. Andy, counterpoint to to John Suter, I suppose, in a game where we need to be um, clever with the ball, we need to move the ball well. I think John Suter is uh, probably our best centre-half in terms of stepping out for defence. If we are going to concede a bit of creativity in the midfield, is that maybe something that Michael B will be thinking about? Or are you, or are you in the same line as myself and Davey with that? It'll be Ben Davis. Yeah, well, to be honest, I think that their strikers could, depending on who they go for up front, could pose a physical threat. I mean, RFC 72 in the chat is going Borja Iglesias, but they started with William Uze against Barca, and he's not a, he's not a small lad. He's quite a he's not he's not going to shy away from the physical. So he's a tall lad. He can be a handful. Um, you know, he's a pretty decent striker. <laughs> it's kind of hard to know about a decent striker in the Liga. Um, so uh, to be honest, I think you you might be better off going with Suter. Um, I know it's a shame because Ben Davies I thought didn't do too too bad at the weekend, but I think you're gonna have to be ruthless in this kind of this case, and maybe just go for that extra physicality. I mean, can Ben Davies be a physical player potentially? But that's not based off of anything I've seen in him. That's that's sheer blind faith, uh, unfortunately. Um. It's going to be a toss-up of what what he sees is more important. Physically, neutralising the kind of physical striker or being more mobile than the mobility and, and, the, and, and that kind of... I, 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 I tell you, that's a whole lie there. It's, it's two things that John Sutter can do. It's having that, that natural left foot or being more mobile. That's what I meant to say that, sorry. Um, so it kind of depends on what Michael sees as his priority there. Um, I think I think you're spot on with Ben Davies being the scapegoat um, of last season. Um, I, th- I think a lot of people will point to, well, you can't make big mistakes in old firms. Um, but to be fair, has John Suter been making mistakes this season? Yes. So you'd, you'd find it hard to say, you're getting dropped for this, but you're not getting dropped for that. It's kind of, you need to be consistent with it. And to then just drop Ben Davies after a pretty solid performance and a clean sheet at the weekend, It'll be difficult. So it's kind of whatever decision he's going with, you probably, if you're the manager, if you're a good man manager, I'd be speaking to the, the guy you've left out and give him the reasons. Shona, a couple of comments coming in suggesting the old curveball of three at the back. Um, this seems to be an issue that never goes away. Not an issue, sorry, a suggestion that never goes away. Um, over the last few years, regardless how often we, we try it, and to be fair, we've never really gave it a good run. I don't think Real Betis at home in the, in the first Europa League group game is the time to try it. Absolutely not. I, mean, I think um, we've only ever tried it once in the one game so far, so no, for me, I don't think a back three will be ideal. 
to start doing that. I think if you were to go to Abaxi, I think Michael Beale would have done that at the weekend there with the, the game at the weekend to give it a wee try out to see if it, it would work at all. But no, for me, I think you'll find the likes of uh, Davies' favourite fanboy, uh, John Lindstrom, can obviously cover that kind of a uh, third centre back role. So uh, if if that need needed be need to, needs to be. So look for me, I think uh, for defence, I actually agree with Andrew. I think me and Dave are gonna have a bit of a tough tonight because I keep on disagreeing with him and he keeps on disagreeing with me and everything I say. Look, I've always been a big massive fan of Ben Davis, there's been absolutely no doubt about it. I think he is a kind of guy that you want on the left side of 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 defence if you're wanting to play out from the, from the defence I think he's got a good left peg on him but like Andrew says is he mobile enough has he got that physicality especially these guys like like I said the stats show do you know what I mean they like to um, score from outside the box or from open play and I think John Suter is going to be ideal for that kind of that role for tomorrow I think you, honestly our, both our centre backs have got to be very very physical against. The guy is at William Hosey up front, the, the Brazilian boy. So, look, for me, I don't think there will be a lot of uh, set pieces where they'll be trying to try and score. As I said, we've only scored one goal, I think, from a set piece so far in the last eight or nine games, I think, well, including their friendly. So, I think they'll be trying to um, nullify us from open play. And I think John Suter is probably the ideal candidate. I'm just thinking from kind of what Bill's kind of thinking at the moment. I think, obviously, they're a wee bit more physical. I think uh, Ben Davis might might struggle with that kind of physicality in the Europa League. There's no doubt about it. I do like Ben Davis, but I think Michael Beale would go with John Suter just for that reason alone. I think what um, John Suter has been uh, capable of uh, uh, mistakes with his with his head and not being able to mark the guys in the box, but I don't think that will be the kind of the type of gameplay that Real Betis will, um, will play tomorrow. I think they're going to try and play through our defence, so I think it'll be absolutely vital that we get those tackles in and I just think that what John Suter is probably stronger in the tackle than what Ben Davis is but uh, look, this is another headache for Bill to have but uh, that's that's the way I'm looking at it for Tom. Sorry it's not just it's not just just have a hint come in there it's not just mistakes with his head he's made he get the ball cut on caught under his foot in one game he, he played the, the the other team on say Celtic against Celtic he played the 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 the, the Japanese guy on side. Um, it's not just mistakes with his head. He's been making mistakes with his feet as well, and he's thinking. Uh, that's probably where I come for Davy as well. Well, there's, there's no, and I don't want to be too harsh, right? Because it's Ben Davis and John Suter over the last six, seven months. They've no made a lot of mistakes between them, and Connor Gorson as well. It's just all of the mistakes they've made um, seem to lead to goals, and that's part and parcel of being a centre half. But I do think, I think it is John Suter's decision making. He is still to adapt to this level, and I think Ben Davis does have that. And it's back to the question that we said: Do we go for the physicality or the or the or the or probably how we how we marshal the defence and how we marshal the shape, and I think Ben Davis probably gives you a bit more structure and a bit more a bit more a bit more shape um, and control in the defence. Um, but we'll see you tomorrow. Um, Colin, the way the way the way the, the defence just disintegrated against the PSV when it was Suter and Golden together, that that was a big turn off for me as well. I, I really think. You you saw that the 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 two weren't weren't gelling together very good, and that that was a big thing with me as well. Why I would I would go with Davis because I just don't think Suter and and Goldson are getting on very well together. Uh, I, and I mean at a football level, I don't mean uh, 
the dressing room or anything like that. But I just don't seem to think that they sort of understand each other. What a story that would have been the gallant few breaking news that uh, John Suter called Connor Golson a pussy, and that's why they don't pass the ball to each other. Um, so I think we've kind of ran through all possible scenarios of um, of who can play and why they should play and where they should play. But overall, Andrew, how are you feeling for the moda? Do you... Do you think that, uh, not though for the result, do you think that this should be the game to get the fans back on side? And the reason I ask about that is um, we were chatting in the group chat that no, the tickets for the Europa League games are sold out yet. Um, there's, there's still a lot of animosity and I don't want to say up though because that sounds as if it's unmerited, but there's a lot of unhappiness in the, the Rangers fan base and social media groups, forums. Um, other than the result, what do you need to see for Rangers and Mora to spark Ibrox back into life? I think uh, it's going to kind of be natural, kind of spark again. I think, um, personally, I can't wait to hear that Europa League anthem back at Ibrox again. Something about that gets me going. Um, it seems to just kind of be a thing of being just turn up in the Europa League, race hell and leave. Um, the old Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of said, uh, said after the kind of international break, what I want from Rangers is wins. And for, it doesn't matter how you get them. Um, because I, I, I don't know if that's in the back of me saying, for me, for me, Bill uh, stays in because the team need time. And if you can pick up ones along the way, then that's great. That's what we want. Um, so I, I don't care if we score three, four, five, or one. If we get three points and we have a win, then I'm happy with that. I mean, as a whole, uh, let's be honest, you're never going to please all of the Rangers fan base, are you? Um, given the fact I've just said I'd take a 1-0 win, you're probably going to have people go, that's not good enough. Uh, I'm still fuming with that. Standards. Um, this club used to have standards, Andrew. Yep, uh, that's that was just thinking back to how good it was when I was off Twitter for a week. That was so great, um, but yeah, yeah, I suppose it's it's kind of been up to everybody's interpretation. For me personally, I'll take on that one. Um, it's going to take time. I said that it's going to take time. These players need need games, uh, they need minutes. If it's going to be sub appearances for players, um, it, it's not going to be something. I think if you if we're being honest with ourselves, if if it's, it would have been a miracle if we came back from the international break and scudded St Johnston in 6-0 and we're playing tiki-taka and looking brilliant and looking like everybody's you know there's no such thing as a bad there's no such thing as a bad performance with any Rangers players this season I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we said that was going to happen um, especially in a European campaign I'd take points over performance because points get you through performances that doesn't don't matter I seen Gerard put his teams put some good performances in and never qualified that first kind of season. You know that that kind of what rapid being a Spartak and Feyenoord, however it was that you know we, we had some good games, we played some nice stuff, but then we didn't get through. Stuff like that, you know, it's it's going to come down to points. In the league, I can maybe I can in the league it's a different argument. Maybe I can see that people want more long term goal difference and stuff like that, but for Europe points, for me. Sure, I shared a couple of comments there. Um, the first one for Ian Dill, um, saying, well, 
Thank you, Ian. He says, I'm a decent educated guy. He also does not know me very well, but he said the party's over for Bill. Then probably a counter um, comment or not a counter comment, but one thing I'll do saying results are more important than performances at the moment. And it's probably, I shared there too, because it probably captures a few different factions of the Rangers support. And But my question to you is, what role did the crowd need to play tomorrow? And before MD jumps in me, the reason that Connor Rolson failed to clear the header isn't the fucking fans' fault, all right? I'm not saying it's their fault the Rangers are playing poor, but I find Rangers at their best over the last five, six years. The team feeds off the crowd, the crowd feeds off the team. It's a very... It's, a, it's very energetic when it's at its best and it's toxic when it's at its worst. I find for Ian's comment, he represents a lot of... Um, the fans where it's confirmation bias and we're just waiting for the first miss kick to happen so we can air our frustrations. But I don't think that's going to help us tomorrow. Um, for me, I'm probably more along the lines of Aldo where I think if we get through tomorrow, it's a result that matters. We don't need to play great if we start to finish tomorrow. It's just a result and I think the crowd can help. Am I putting a bit too much victim blaming on the crowd there or do you see where I'm getting to? No, I definitely see where you're coming from. But though I think for Beal, he'll want a performance. Um, and I think the fans will want a performance as well. Like as much as results matter, I think what these fans are looking for is both. I think they're looking for a result, but they're also looking for a performance in there as well. Like we know what we're going to come up against when we're coming up against Real Betis. I think it's going to be a very tough game. Like I said, I think, um, look, if we can get three points on the board, that's absolutely massive. As I said, I think that whoever goes on, win the group so I think if we can actually get those three points I think it'll be absolutely great I like I think I kind of agree about Ronaldo look it is all about results but at the end of the day I think what the fans are actually asking for just now is they're still not seeing that performance within Rangers and that's obviously down at Michael Beal so I think it's a bit of both that we're obviously needing for tomorrow night but like you said as long as we get the three points look it could be a penalty it could be an own goal I can't care less tomorrow what happens but if we can get those three points on the board that's absolutely massive I think it's massive for these players to win two games in one week, go into the Motherwell game and just build that momentum. Like I said in the previous podcast, it's all about building momentum. If you can take Europe, last year when we were taking hammerings off of Europe, do you know what I mean? We weren't going into these league games in the right frame of mind. So look, I think it builds confidence, builds momentum going into the Motherwell game. Look, we've got quite a few players out injured as well. So it's up for these guys to take their take that their, their performance and carry it forward and they give them the opportunity if they want to make a marker on this team as well. So I think there's a, a lot to um, go for for tomorrow. And I, look, I'm I'm really excited about it. I do think uh, we've got a really good chance with their defence. But look, there's going to be no doubt. I think the Real Betis will have a lot more of the ball, but it's all about what we can do without the ball and what we can do in, um, in defence and attack. If we can get our defence absolutely solid for tomorrow and Jack Butland with his safe hands, like you said, Colin, I think um, it's up to the guys up front now. Look, at the end of the day, we've been creating all these chances, but we haven't been clinical enough, and this is what is going to be key for tomorrow night. When when we get these chances in Europe, we've got to be taking them. So, um, look, I think that's why Dessers and Ruth will both start tomorrow, because I think that's what we're going to have to have. We're going to have to have guys who, no offence, I think if we've, we've had um, not had those goals chopped off, do you know what I mean? His confidence would be sky high. I think Dessers has to put in a performance tomorrow as well. Thinking he's obviously been lacking a goal. So any, any of these guys getting a goal is going to build their confidence and their momentum going into the into the next game. But like you said, it's all about uh, results. But I think tomorrow, I think some of the fans will be crying out for a performance. And uh, look, if the, the fans can see that in the first half, 
I think atmosphere at Ibrox will be absolutely bouncing. You know what it's like at these European games. It's like different gravy, I have to admit. So, uh, well, <laughs> um, what you like, Harry? Uh, so that's because I'm on the podcast. We don't talk about that sort of stuff. No, I'm just joking. Um, but no, uh, uh, what to do is uh, I think uh, tomorrow night we'll, we'll wait and see. But honestly, Curry, you've thrown me off there. So thanks very much. On to you, Colin. Curry. Davey, Davey, the last word on tomorrow night with you. Um, is it too dramatic to say that this is the, the game that will make a break Bill's redemption if there is one and the reason i say that is because well, let me add a bit of context without contradicting myself bill won't keep a lose his job based on the result tomorrow night is what happens in the league but i do buy into the fact that results and performances in the europa league will translate into into domestic form we've got four huge games at ibrox um, after this game so with the huge games at Ibrox after this game domestically, that will be aided or hindered by how we get on tomorrow night. So while tomorrow isn't the most important thing for Bill, it can absolutely kickstart or ruin his comeback. Is that? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think tomorrow will make or break him, but he'll get the sack. But I'm totally worried about tomorrow night and... We start with two defensive mid uh, uh, mid midfield. I'm going to go back to it. Leave John Lundsum alone. I'm not going to say just saw John Lundsum. If I was Pellegrini, I would the first thing I would do would be stick two wingers on Barisic and Tavernier, stop them coming forward. Then you've got then then you just stick two players and 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 Lundstrom and. Uh, and, and and Jack and you split the whole the, the whole Rangers team up. Then we've got a, we've got a forward line and we've got a, a, a defence and we've got nothing in the midfield virtually because that's we've saw that when Newcastle doing that we saw PSV doing it. That's 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 just what's going to happen and that's the way I'm I'm worried about the way we set up tomorrow. We go into that narrow narrow way of playing that we've been doing in the, in, up until the weekend, really, then all they're going to do is their, their, their full-backs are going to move up and they're going to have all the room in the world and we're going to be chasing shadows. So I hope he sets the team up. I totally disagree that we've got to go and let them soak up trouble or let we soak up them. I think we've got to go and attack them. And Bill said that this afternoon. We'll go out and get them. I hope he means it. Because I think that's the way to go and not let a team... We've got to get at their defence. We've not got to sit back and let them come at us because we've not got the team to let them sit back and come at us. Well, I think we've done tomorrow night to death and all that's really left to do is let Rangers go and take the game to Real Betis. But just a wee update on, before we finish up, on what's coming up in the pod. Um, obviously, if... For any subscribers to the £1 a month tier, you would have got to see the lovely David Tomlinson recap all the latest Rangers news over the last 24 hours. Tomorrow, um, it'll be myself and Steve on the Daily News Show and myself and one other on Friday for the Daily News Show for subscribers only. Um, you know, we, we, we do plug the subscription service um, over and over again and 
we do really appreciate MD the support the pod. Andrew, I'll come to you next. Obviously, a big thing you know, what we're trying to do in building with the pod is coverage for match match day. Myself and Graham have been um, covering the the women's team when we can. I've been in and out of Ibrox for the Rangers men's team, but you've got um, a bit of coverage coming up next week, haven't you? Yes, the next round of the SPFL Trust Trophy. Uh, Rangers B taking on Allo Athletic at Capelo Park in Greenock. As someone that lives in Paisley, I am going to be wearing my hood all the way up so that nobody spots me. Um, I'm hoping that it will be another another experience for those the, the B team players. I know, um, especially one of the main things being that one of our goal scorers that got us through this round has left the club in Josh McPake. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, in this next round, um, it's all again. All this comes from the support from from listeners, subscribers, then paying subscribers. I think it's obvious that without that, none of these experiences happen. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, and you know, I'm sure that assuming I don't sit under one of the in in, in stand speakers like I did last time, I can give you some good coverage uh, pre game and post game from inside. Uh, Capital Park. Yep, and um, you'll get that wherever you get your podcast next week, folks, and you'll hear Andrew get to speak to David McCallum, hopefully after the Rangers' young team, Scud Alloa. Um, so that will that'll do us for this evening, folks. Um, a massive thank you to um, all the listeners who have got in with their comments. It's, um, it's always good to read the comments as well, even the ones that disagree. Anyways, it's, um, the ones it's talking to... about me and Manscaped. Yeah, yeah. Take it as a compliment. Um, <laughs> but no, thank you as always. Um, all that's left to do, I'm going to confound my three guests and press you for a goodbye to the listeners. And as always, a prediction for tomorrow night as Rangers host Real Betis. First of all, the ever wonderful Shona. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Uh, good to talk about Rangers. Obviously, good to talk. Uh, me and uh, David have both our uh, disagreements tonight, so that was quite interesting. Then, as always, so look, I don't know if any guys in the comments can actually tell me, guys. Claudio Bravo, uh, Bravo is back for Betis tomorrow. If not, they'll have to pay, play the third, the third goalkeeper. So that's obviously like when uh, David said there, we do need to hit them on the, the attack, and we'd obviously need to. Uh, uh, go for it. So I'm going for a 2 0 win tomorrow. I think I'm pretty confident in that. I think there'll be a calf penalty like Scott said last night. And I think Andrew might be, um, should I say, getting the Manscaped uh, plug out when uh, Matondo scores. So uh, I'll leave uh, I'll leave Andrew for the the the, the Manscaped plug uh, when it when it's in a rise. But uh, no, thanks very much everyone for watching and uh, uh, looking forward to the game tomorrow night. So uh, yeah. So, yeah, 2-0 yeah. for me. 2-0, I'll take that all day long. Oh, bite your hand off. Also, a massive thank you to Dave A.T., um, the foreign correspondent, um, reporting for Ibrox tonight uh, with his background. But cheers for coming on, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Colin. Uh, I, ho- I hope I haven't been too John Lundstrom-esque tonight. <laughs> but, um, I hope, uh, I-, I hope, obviously, I hope we win I hope the fans get behind the team anyway. I will. And I, I'll go. Yeah, like Andrew says, I mean, any any win will, will really do me. But what I think, what I, I hope for a 2 0 win. 2 0, that's 2 for 2. Um, last but no means least, Andrew, thanks for coming on, mate. Are you making it a hat trick of 2 0s? Uh, 
I think it'll be a close shave. Uh, I think it'll be a, a, <laughs> a wee win now. Uh, See if uh, Manshape don't give us money after this, they can go fuck themselves, I tell you. I know, man. I, I just like having the beard so I can, I can go like that and pretend I know what I'm talking about. Um, that's, that's the main thing. I don't even think David Tomlinson knows what a manscaped is, do you, David? Let's keep it that way, shall we? That's, that's <laughs> a, we're like, we're the only one back time, probably. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, David. <laughs> to be fair, we're almost at the watershed. What is that, nine o'clock for the watershed? So we're past that. So, uh, so I, I, I think we'll we'll leave that there. Yeah, I think a 1-0. I'll take a 1-0. Um, much, much like David T and my point earlier, I'll take any score as long as it's a three points to Rangers at the end of the 90. Um, ah, just chuck a tab pen one now and go for it. Um, as I said, three points and uh, move on. I, I take that every day of the week. I absolutely adore, adore the the confidence and positivity coming out of the three of you that Rangers have got to keep a clean sheet. Um, but I think he's a fucking mental. I'm going to go two one Rangers. Um, as much as I'm, I'm hoping for a big um. Uh, a big result and a big performance tomorrow night. I don't see us keeping it showed up at the back, but I do think we will score, so I'm going to go 2-1 at Ibrox, and that will set us on our way for this run of domestic games. As always... It's really, Colin, it's, it's really crazy that we're not, because in six of the last 12 away games, they've scored an average of three and a half goals away from home. In those games, he never played the mighty Glasgow Rangers. Oh, come on, ah, it's, 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 it's David, you know this role. You've been podding for too long to know we're mighty fucking leaving a positive note. Jesus Christ, man. I sucked to, sucked to win right out of my sails there. But as always, folks, I hope your team wins tomorrow. I hope your team gets a clean sheet tomorrow just to get our betis. And I'll speak to you tomorrow morning on the new show. Until then, take care. We are the people. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.